just shaved my head again this morning so it was fitting <laughs> that now I'm here yeah that's great so tell me a little bit about that thought process I know that you have shaved your head in the past what made you think like you know what I'm doing it today yeah I was getting like the longer it gets once it gets long enough for me to pull again then it becomes more of an issue for me and it just got to the point within the past few weeks where I was just getting really fed up with it and feeling frustrated a lot. And I wasn't really liking how it was looking or how it was making me feel. So I just cut it all off. Mm -hmm. And do you notice that that will kind of, kind of be like a reset button? Like you feel less inclined to pull after that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, once it's short enough, because my scalp is my main area where I pull, and once it's short enough that I can't pull it, then I just don't. Um, mm -hmm. I still find myself pulling from like other parts of my body sometimes, but it's not as severe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so how has your trick been, I would just say, the last month or so? Pretty bad once my hair got long enough that I was pulling it again. That was kind of, that's kind of the place where I always get stuck. Um, and it's also harder for me during the summertime because of wearing hats or wigs, I find that really helpful. But a lot of times at this time of year, especially right now, I live in Maryland and it has been blazing hot. And with my family, we do a lot of outside activities, walking, hiking. A lot of times it's just not realistic to wear a hat all the time because it's just mm -hmm. too hot for that at this time of year. So it's, that's kind of makes it harder for me. Mm -hmm. So, but you're, I see you a lot on TikTok and we'll talk about TikTok um, in a little bit, but I see you a lot with your hair, just how it is. Are you someone that will wear your hair natural outside no matter what you're doing like how does that go for you yes oh absolutely um i do wear wigs sometimes in some places but for the most part i usually just wear my hair like it is and i've got some questions i went to a friend's house recently i went out with a friend and it was with a group of people who i hadn't met everyone in the group and one of my friends was off to the side talking to someone and I walked over and she said, oh, hey, this person was asking about your hair. And I was explaining it to them because, you know, they weren't sure if you would be upset. Like they didn't want to be rude and ask you, but they were wondering like why your hair is like that. And so then we talked about it and that's kind of how it usually goes. It honestly doesn't end up being as big of a deal as I think it's going to be. I know one moment that I was a little bit nervous for, I was going to visit my grandparents for the first time since I'd shaved my head and started having bald spots and everything else. And I was really nervous for it. And my pop pop said the same thing when he first saw me. 
that he has said every time that he sees me for as long as I can remember, which is, you just keep getting prettier. I told you last time not to get any prettier than you were, and you just keep getting prettier. And I actually found myself re really relieved, and it felt really nice because I wasn't sure, I guess, if that's what he was going to say, um, because I don't fit into the female beauty standard as well. I feel like I'm not stereotypically, quote unquote, pretty. Um, so it was just nice to hear that. I guess the thing is, I always think it's going to be a really big deal. And it usually doesn't end up being that big of a deal. And if people ask about it, then I just tell them, like, I've gotten more comfortable with it. I used to never go out without a hat. But now I kind of just do. And most of the time people don't pay as much attention as i even expect them to mm -hmm. well i just want to absolutely beautiful you gorgeous oh pretty thank beautiful. you like listen don't say we're not saying that whole space in the media gorgeous person inside and out <laughs> just gotta tell you that right now just gotta tell you that right now um but yeah so when was the first time that you were like you know what i'm ditching the hat and like how did that moment go for you I think it happened kind of slowly, more around the house at first, and then probably with my friends. I think it was with my friend Espina. We were hanging out, and I would go over um, and pick them up, and we'd just go places. So it was easier, like, one-on-one -on -one with my friends to start. Um, and when I went over to my friend Maddie's house, uh, the first time I went over after that started, I wore a hat, but then took it off when it was like just us in her room. And now I go over there with like her whole family there and everything. I don't care. I remember another first time I was with my brother and a friend of ours and we were all going to hang out together. And I said, hey, um, tell your friend about my hair because he hasn't seen me since I shaved it off, like, just tell him so that it's not awkward. And my brother said, I already did, and he doesn't care. And so I kind of just started it one at a time with my friends. And then as I got more comfortable, be comfortable being around, like, my one friend or whatever, then I would go around, like, them and other people. So it started as a gradual thing for me, but all of my friends were just kind of like, oh, cool. And that was it. Like my one friend was just like, oh, that looks cool. And that that was literally the end of it. Sometimes people will say like, oh, why did you shave it? Or something like that. But it's never the, oh my gosh, what is wrong with you? Big reaction, whatever. It's either just mm -hmm. people don't care. People think it's cool. Like, ooh, cool, shaved head. Or like mild curiosity. Mm -hmm. I also feel like a lot, a lot of times in my head, especially now, um, you know, as an adult, I feel like people are a little more graceful when they're curious instead of like when you're younger and you have that big reaction. So now I feel the same way where I'm like kind of anticipating this big thing and it doesn't happen. And I'm like, oh, okay, sweet. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Um, so when that one person, you know, pulled your friend aside, would you have did you like that or would you have preferred them to just kind of come up and ask you? Hmm. I think 
for me, I don't mind when people just come up and ask me, but I still, I think that was a nice thing that they did because they didn't know how I would feel about that. Like for me, I don't care if people just ask me, but I'm not going to say like, don't do that because other people who were more anxious about it or even like me in the past would have been more anxious about it. And so I thought that was a, a considerate thing to do. Like they wanted to know more about it. They wanted to make sure it was okay to bring it up with me first. And I would have been fine either way, but I thought that was considerate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, may, that seems nice to, to be, you know, not like not to address it in the crowd, to kind of pull a person to the side and ask. Like, I, I thought that was nice too. Maybe smile. Yeah. Well, because this person um, said they had actually, when they were younger and in school, had asked a girl, they met another girl with Trick and had asked her, and she had been kind of embarrassed and like unhappy that they asked her that in school. And this person said that they regretted that and learned from that experience that they didn't want to make that mistake again and didn't want to accidentally bring up something that I was uncomfortable with. So I thought that was really considerate just that they, after having that experience, had learned from it and decided to make sure not to do that in the future just in case. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think that's great. Yeah, that is great. Um, so yeah, we just shaved the head today. Do you have like a ritual that you go through? Like, do you, is there like a special moment or are you just kind of like go into the bathroom, do it? I film it usually because I post all of my trick experiences online. So I video it every time. <laughs> I'll have a whole video okay. of me shaving my head. And and just changed into like a sports bra or a shirt that you don't mind trashing because you're going to get hair all over it and be itchy. You know, put down a towel on the floor, like kind of prep the whole area and be ready for there to be hair everywhere. But, you know, that's kind of how my daily life is anyway. Hair everywhere. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. Great. So, yeah, let's talk about TikTok. I Last time I, I spoke to you, you know, you're huge on TikTok. I'm on TikTok now. And so, like, I see you all the time because you're on my For You page. And I follow you. Um, but, yeah, so now I'm on it and I see you all the time. Your videos are so cool and creative and nice. And, you know, you bring a lot of awareness to mental health in general and trick. And, you know, I probably asked you this before, but, like, what made you want to be so open on the Internet? I think my main thing is just when I first started struggling with, my mental health issues with my mental illness I would google search and I would watch interviews with Anna Clendenning and I think James Arthur like I found like a few singers who had like and celebrities who had mental health issues like mine and I would just watch their interviews like obsessively and be like somebody understands it And I would just like do Google searches for things like that. And that is what started me feeling less alone. So I like being able to offer that to other people. I also think there's a lot of education around it that is, we need to become a lot more educated on it. I actually ended up not being diagnosed with OCD until 
I saw an article about it on Instagram and read it and realized that I had all the symptoms. And then I sent it to my therapist and then was assessed and was found to have like the most severe form of OCD and just no one knew about it. So I think for just the representation and the feeling less alone and also the education and awareness that we need so much more of even in like mental health professionals, I think for those reasons, it's so, so important, the things that we do online. Mm -hmm. How do you handle, because I know sometimes um, I've seen people who, you know, write negative comments to, to sometimes your video, sometimes to just strangers on the internet. How do you deal with, because you're doing so much good. So then there's people that are still finding something to say. How do you deal with those comments? Sometimes I just laugh them off. Sometimes they really bother me. It kind of depends, but I try not to let it bother me too much. And most of the time, if it's a comment that I think it's going to hurt other people to read, like they're saying something stigmatizing, saying something really negative, then I might just delete it. If I think that there's any chance that like, like if they're just saying something that's incorrect, or I think maybe they just have the wrong information, I'll just try to respond gracefully just give them the benefit of the doubt and sometimes they come back and say oh okay I didn't know that sometimes they're just rude all over again but sometimes I'll just try to respond to it with more education and care or I'll just delete it or I'll send it to my friends and we just laugh because it's silly <laughs> oh yes no that's great yeah because I do think that you know, I got a comment the other day. It wasn't like necessarily negative, but like someone was like, oh yeah, I do this, but like, I don't have trick really. And I was like, well, what, like, you know what I mean? It's like, I don't want to be the one to be like, well, if you pull your hair, like you might, you know what I mean? Like it might be something yeah. like, me. like, you know what I mean? I, I'm like, I don't know what to say. So I'm just like, yeah, you know, definitely. I'd like send some articles or something to the, to the person and like talk to a professional. Um, but it is interesting to see people who are like, yeah, I, I do that behavior unless it came on their for you page. And then they're like now now understanding, oh, this is actually a disorder that we do. Yeah. Oh, I've absolutely had people have that kind of aha moment or the, oh, I thought I was the only person in the world who did this moment in the comment section. I've seen a lot of those. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so besides being on TikTok and like being so creative in that aspect and Instagram and all those things, you're also an author. You have three published books. I have them here with me. Um, <laughs> but I specifically want to chat with you today about sick days. Um, mm -hmm. I know that's one that we, it's your newest one, your latest one. Um, and yeah, I kind of just want to do a deep dive into that. I have some of the poems kind of like um, sticky noted to the side, kind of just going to ask you some questions about it. If you want to read some of them, um, you have that opportunity too. But yeah, let's talk about let's talk about how this came to be. When did you start, you know, writing these poems for this book? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I started writing it a few years ago. I like because I had a lot of poems that I wrote and just didn't share, didn't publish because they were really sensitive. I started just it really came about naturally because I would just write about my own experiences and how I was feeling, and then when I would like read other people and find out that like other people had experienced similar things or that I wasn't actually alone in it, that meant a lot to me. 
but there were some things that I would look for in books and not be able to find representation of. And some of it I found online, but just not in any books. Some of it I couldn't find at all. And that's when I realized that I needed to write my own and provide the representation that I thought people needed and provide like the words that I wish I had heard from somebody else, the words that I wanted but couldn't find. So then I just decided to write them myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love it. So tell me, um, I know this book talks a lot about, you know, mental health, trichotillomania, um, intrusive thoughts, OCD. It, it talks about so many things. How did you come up with the title Sick Days? I had a list of working titles, but I felt like Sick Days really just emphasize the fact that it is it's a sickness that mental illness is illness and it should be taken seriously as any other kind of sick day and i talk a lot about it as like a medical thing as a illness in that way that i experience it throughout the book and that was a really important point that i just wanted to hammer in yeah, perfect. So let me talk to you about um, some of the poems that I have um, highlighted. So do you have a copy of your book? Like, would you mind if I asked you like read it out loud? Because I, I don't want to like read it out loud. You know what I mean? I want I would read it out loud, but I would prefer you to read it out loud. <laughs> I absolutely can. I have a copy right here. Perfect. Um, so on page 95. Got it. Okay, so this is a poem about trichotillomania and also talks about body image issues. I had a little trigger warning in there, which is another thing that I think is really important. I wanted to make sure that I wasn't going to like accidentally cause someone harm by having them read something that is too triggering for them at the time. So I made sure to include warnings and resources for anyone who needed extra help so for this one i had a little trigger warning i said this talks about trichotillomania and body image issues so here we go i am so fed up with being a dartboard for opinions and unsolicited advice no i don't care how pretty you think my hair used to be no i don't want to cover it up i want you to stop staring oh really i never thought of just stopping before i guess i'll have to try that Maybe I should fire my therapist for not coming up with a solution that simple. No, I don't want to take my hat off for you. I'm comfortable with it on. Whether I cover up or show it off, I can't seem to get away from feeling like everybody's staring at me. It's like fame without the benefits. I should start charging for ad space on the back of my head. Oh, I mean, I feel like what you just said earlier about, you know, wanting to have those words, not being able to, to read those words. I get like goosebumps like reading your stuff because, oh my God, I never thought of just stopping before. I feel like every person with trick in the whole world has heard these things, but you know, we haven't heard it from someone who gets it like you do. Yeah. I feel like that's such a common one where everyone's like, oh, just stop. Or even people who are well-meaning but make unnecessary comments about it, like, oh, well, you can just take your hat off, or, oh, why don't you just cover it up? Or 
whatever they might say, it's like, maybe if you're going to talk to me about it, assume that I know a little more than you do. I think that's mm -hmm. where a lot of that comes from. A lot of the things in that poem are just from people assuming that they know best, even though they don't know anything about it, actually, and then coming in with the, well, just stop, or just cover it up, or don't cover it up, or whatever they think, and it's like, I don't know how you can just come up to someone who's living with this disorder, but assume that you know more than they do, especially when it's such obvious stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I always want to, when I hear that, I always want to say back to them, like, great, like, now I don't have it anymore. Like, don't you think if I could just stop, like, I would, like, I totally would. Yeah. Like, I would just not have this plague me for my whole oh, life. I thought like, of that. I just thought this would be fun. <laughs> Yeah, I love having to explain why I'm like have bald spots. Like that's that's my prerogative in life is to like have people ask me things that make me uncomfortable. Like come on now. Yeah. Um, was this poem? Do you like? You have a lot of poems, so I don't want to be like. Do you remember writing this? Because like, as of someone who has written things, you <laughs> yeah. don't sometimes remember. But ha has I feel like I don't want to say this, but like take your words. But this poem was it an accumulation of things that you have you know, felt just over time having trick or was it something like, oh, this annoyed me today. I, you know, I need to let this out. Yeah, I think it was really just over time, all of the things that I've seen and heard and just feeling like an ad, <laughs> like feeling like just a walking advertisement for look at me, say unnecessary things. Like it felt like that was just, a lot of times it can feel like that's just the focal point of me like people look at that and then sometimes like because sometimes i said earlier like sometimes people don't see it at all but on the other hand sometimes people look at me and that's all they see and i feel like they're not even seeing the person underneath like they're just looking at my hair and mm -hmm. that really bothered me feeling like that mm -hmm. I love when you write, it's like fame without the benefits. Like, I, yeah. I think that there's, it, there's such, there's so many feelings when I, when I hear you read this and when I've read this of just like, I'm feeling kind of at this loss of like, you know, oh my gosh, like you keep looking at me, like, of course I should try this, should I fire my therapist? And I like the, it's like fame without the benefits because it's almost adding like that humor to it. Cause it's like, yeah, I hear all these things. I'm annoyed by you. But like, I'm still gonna have fun. Like, I'm gonna take ad space out. You know, like you're you yeah. change the emotions. Like, really beautiful, really beautiful. Thank you. Can I have you read the poem on page seventy-eight? Yes. Let's find seventy-eight. Okay. Again, this one talks about trichotillomania. Um, hair falls like rain into a puddle on my pillowcase and a new bald spot is climbing the side of my head like ivy. For a second, I let myself hate myself for this. Then I push the thought away. I deserve kindness now more than ever. What will it take for me to remember that I am more than my hair, my skin, and the body I'm in? And this one I wrote here in my bed where I'm sitting right now because for some reason, I always seem to notice hair on like my pillows in particular, because I'll pull a lot like here in bed and then it just 
lingers there and it really does like I was looking at like a puddle of hair on my pillowcase and feeling fed up with it but then also trying to have self-compassion in that moment like hey this is a moment that is hard for me so I just should be treating myself kindly mm -hmm. and that's I feel like that's such a hard thing to grasp um you know this idea of like being able to treat myself with kindness even though i just did a behavior that like makes me hate myself and like i'm going down this vicious cycle of like self-loathing and being insecure and having these you know body issues but then to turn it and be like oh you know what in my time of need right now i need to be kind like how how did you get to that point where you were able to say like i'm not gonna hate myself for this right now I think it's hard because I think you have to really remember that it's not your fault. And as much as I feel like we say that to other people all the time, like we're always explaining to other people, oh, this is a disorder. Oh, this is how it works. Oh, no, I can't just stop. It's to internalize that and really believe it is a totally different thing, especially when you have a lot of like, ignorant people saying things like oh well you should just stop or oh whatever like you're doing the behavior but you have to have a balance between realizing that you can try to control it and that there's things you can do to try to stop it while also realizing that it's not your fault that you have this disorder and that's a really hard balance to come to i think because if you fall completely into the category of it's not my fault at all because I have no control over it, then you're not gonna be able to regain that control. But at the same time, if you say, well, I can control it completely, so it's all my fault. That's not accurate either, and that's also harmful. So I think it's really difficult, but you have to come to a balance of realizing that you can do things to manage it and try to overcome it, but also that it's not your fault that you have it and that you can't always be successful at that. Mm -hmm. I love that. Um, how about the one on page 214? 214. Ooh, okay. Okay, I can tell you all about when I wrote this one. Don't like the world we're living in? Let's change it. We are the world, the future, the universe, the plot is in our hands. Here we are. What should we fix first? Hope grows on trees and we're destined to pick it. So without getting extremely political, I wrote this one when it was around the 2020 election. Things were really, the whole world, like with the pandemic, with the election, with all of the big issues going on in the world at the time just felt so chaotic and in a lot of ways really negative. And I kind of wanted to make the point that even when that is the case, we can work to change it. And that whatever it is, whether it's mental illness or political issues or whatever it is that you don't like about the world or the lack of awareness is another big thing that I don't like a lot of times. Whatever it is that we don't like about it, we can actively work to change it. Because we are, I mean, all the people in the world, like we are the world. It, like we're the population it's it's us it's in our hands and sometimes it's hard to feel that way when there's large 
systemic issues or collective issues with things. For example, a complete lack in a lot of ways of mental health awareness or disability support or things like that. But whatever it is, like it can feel like these issues are really big and overpowering. But the fact is like there's hope all around us because and we can make a change in it. We can start with one person or with ourselves. But the fact is we do have the power to change the world in a lot of ways. And so that is a really hopeful thing to think, I think. Mm -hmm. No, I just, I, I keep thinking back to the idea of like, if I had you on like TikTok and Instagram when I was a kid, I would have turned out so different. Like it took me so long to get to the point where I can like openly talk about trick and like spread awareness of it. But if I had you, like, I'd be like, yeah, like I, I was so inspired by you even when I started to be open as an adult, but like as a little insecure child, I would have looked up to you so much. And I'm just so like, you do so much good. Like, I just need you to know that you really do. Um, yeah, of course. I'm just, but like, I think you, like, I mean, totally are like, you know, you're the things that you make and the, the work that you put out. I know for it's changing me. I'm like a grown up, and like that's not not to say that you're not changing grown up lives, but like imagine like younger children who are scared to to speak openly about it. You're like not you're telling them it's okay, like that you they'll be fine, and that you know they can talk about it and still have like really great relationships with people and be like happy and healthy, and like that's I just love that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I think that's so so important, and I definitely love that we can spread that message. Yeah. So do you have a favorite poem in this book? That is really, really difficult, but I think it might. Hmm. There's a few. So I don't think I could pick just one, but if I was gonna, there's a few that jump to mind. Um, I think the first one that jumps to mind is the either the title poem which let me see if i can find it this is a short one also but i think it really talks about what i wanted to say um i am more than my shelf of home remedies prescriptions and doctor notes i'm more than my eye can't I am more than all of my sick days. I think I forget that sometimes. That one really means a lot to me. I also, there is one over here, if I can find it. There's another one that means a lot to me because I just love the way, like some of the ones in the last section, I just love the way they sound and um, I'll read the one I chose to end the book with. I just yeah. pretty much anything in that section, your next birthday, which is the last like section of poems, mean a lot to me because they're very hopeful and I think that we need that. So for anyone who hasn't read the book, Sick Days is a book of poetry and it has an introductory section and then called In the Doctor's Waiting Room which is an introductory section and then a middle section called I felt these things and survived that talks a lot about different experiences with mental illness and struggling and then the final section of poems is your next birthday which talks about looking towards the future talks about 
hope. And then in the end, there's a conclusion with mental health resources and other tips for when you're struggling. So this is the poem at the very end of your next birthday. I'm irrevocably glad to be alive. I am scarred and serendipitous and perfect and in love with everything and everyone I know. I am running through thrift stores wearing an old wedding gown and no shoes. I'm cinnamon sugar toast, sweet butter on bread. I'm shouting into the wind and bursting out laughing, laughing until I cry, but the crying is the happy kind. I give and receive kisses on cheeks in warm rain. I'm learning to hug, to hold, to keep again. I scribble messy sketches and pin them to my mall with pride. I am not afraid to write entire poems on loving myself. I am a fortune cookie with buttercup blooms inside. I stand on stages after hours and sing my heart out for me, my me alone, delighting in the way the words ricochet off the ceiling. I am beat up sneakers and grass stained jeans. I'm a stargazer with newfound patience. I'm happy unabashedly. I could not be more grateful to have survived everything that I thought would be the end of me. And no matter where you are now, I promise you'll get here too with time. So I think both of those poems kind of jumped to mind and I chose one as the title poem and one to kind of end the book with because they talk about things that I think are really important. One of which is just as much as you have all of these, you might have sick days and everything else that doesn't define you and you can still find hope and joy in the little things in life and in living in the present moment and looking forward to the future oh it just gives me goosebumps like you really are so talented like it's crazy like it's so you know and to hear i mean you you know you read beautifully too i mean it's your work but and you're reading it um and the way that you read it it makes it even more special um because you can hear the way things are meant to sound you know like that little inflection you might have or like you might have like a little almost like in the one poem like almost a little like laugh at the end so you can like hear oh chloe it's fantastic it's fantastic um so yes you in the end of the book you have a lot of resources but you also have uh things to do when struggling and a playlist so tell us a little bit more about you deciding those things to be included so I actually, one thing that I did with this book before I even came out with it, I had all these things reviewed by a professional, a mental health professional. I had the whole book reviewed and looked at because I really wanted it to be accurate and a helpful resource. So I included a lot of mental health resources, the crisis text line, the domestic violence hotlines, suicide prevention hotlines. I just wanted to include every mental health resource that I could. And I've done that in a lot of books in my own works or books that I've done the formatting and like designing for just every mental health resource. A lot of them are ones that I have personally used. I know a therapist recommended me the crisis text line and I've used them. I've looked at the TLC Foundation for Body-Focused Repetitive Behaviors for information on trichotillomania. Um, I know the Trevor Project hotline, I've used that. So there's a lot of ones that I personally have used, as well as ones that I just found online through verified mental health resources and websites, looking at their suggested resources. And 
in the book, I include like the websites, the lifeline or hotline numbers and descriptions of them. Just, but a lot of them are just because they were resources that I used and I found having these mental health resources, like the free resources online and everything else to be really helpful for me. And I wanted to share that, share these resources that are accessible to everyone instantly at your fingertips so that people can get the help they need when they need it. And as far as the section of things to do when struggling, like some of them are, they're just general ideas of things that you can do, whether you're sad or anxious or pulling your hair out, take a few deep breaths, try reading a book, listening to music, sing or play an instrument, reach out to somebody. Like you can do all these things. I know for me and a lot of my friends, it's helpful to have a list of things that you can do, like someone else kind of helping you figure out what to do when you're in that tough moment. There's some grounding exercises in here, squeezing a stress ball or holding onto an ice cube. I know my therapist has told me to try dunking my head in cold water and things like that to divert and calm down in a moment of crisis. So these are, again, a lot of tips that I've found or have been recommended that I just wanted to be able to give people some sort of a plan if, again, just a free things for like free resources and free things that you can do to help yourself in that instant when you're having a moment of crisis or a moment where you're just really struggling just to give people some exercises that they can do that have helped me. Like all of these are just from personal experience and a lot of which were recommended by mental health professionals. And I just wanted to share that because this book is for us. This book is for those of us who do struggle with our mental health. And so I wanted to share that. And the same with my playlist, which I called Songs for You and included a lot of songs that talk about mental health and mental health issues or that have just helped me because listening to them has helped me and helped me through hard moments. One thing that I like to do when I'm struggling a lot of times is or overwhelmed is just put on headphones and listen to some music. And like, these are the songs that I'll listen to. So I really just wanted to share the things that have helped me in a way that anyone who picks up the book can access them in case they need it and I'm gonna grab a quick drink of water and then I'll keep talking <laughs> Me too. but I also acknowledge in the book like I don't think this book is gonna be a cure-all for every single person but I wanted to make sure that it had enough resources and everything else that it could give anyone a place to start Mm -hmm. well I just think it's I mean it there is a lot to be said about reading something that you feel in your core like you reading these poems out loud I'm like getting goosebumps I'm getting emotional I'm feeling all these things um and to feel acknowledged and seen and like understood at the deepest part of yourself I mean it's it's there's nothing like it there's nothing like it until you've experienced it and you've read it and you've heard it listened to it um and I feel like you've done that. And I feel like a lot of people would benefit from reading your work. And of course, all the resources and things like you've done a great job of, of collecting all of these things for people while also letting things out that were in your head. 
yeah was writing was writing this book really healing for you how did the process go oh absolutely writing it down and for me getting things into words is really helpful for me i've found journaling and writing poetry and everything else helps me a lot and it helps me better understand what i'm feeling and find a way to deal with it making it putting it into words making it into something tangible definitely makes it feel so less overwhelming than when it's just this shapeless feeling in my head once i put it into words i feel like i can tackle it so writing is really really helpful for me and it can help me explain things that i can't say out loud when i get overwhelmed um i have trouble talking sometimes sometimes i stutter really badly or just can't talk sometimes i can't even physically make myself say words i've had to write things down for my therapist before because when it's something that i really struggle with even if i have all the words in my head sometimes i just can't talk and so i really struggle with talking out loud about things that are hard things that especially things that i haven't really come to terms with yet so writing them down really really helps for me and it helps me explain what i'm going through to other people so that they can understand because when i'm just silent or when they just see me upset or see me with bald spots or whatever it is but i can't explain why then it's harder for me to feel understood or to get the help that i need so when i can write i can kind of give people a way to look into me if they'll take it mm -hmm. do you have anything in the works are we going to get another poetry book i have been working i always write poetry but what i've mostly been working on right now is a novel featuring a main character with trichotillomania and i just am really really excited about that it's a romance and for me that's really important because that was one of the things that like it's a romantic young adult novel and for me that was one of my biggest insecurities with trick is like oh how am i going to date somebody i was really scared that i wouldn't be able to have that love story so that's what i'm trying to write because i realized how badly i needed that representation and that's also why it's funny because i've never really been the person to post about my relationship online but i do that some now with my boyfriend's permission because I was so scared that I would never be able to have that as someone with trick that I was like, I got to show all the other tricksters like me that this is totally okay. And my boyfriend didn't run away screaming when he found out I had trick. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's amazing. That's why I'm working on. That's what I'm working on right now. Most for the most part. That's great. Do you have like any timeline? Am I asking too early on? I don't know. Yeah, I honestly don't know. I have about 80 pages of my first draft. So that's like a third of the way. 
through my first draft. <laughs> That's a huge amount. That's great, though. That's awesome. So, Chloe, is there anything that I haven't asked you or anything that you want to uh, want to share before we wrap up? I think... I don't know. I think I've said pretty much everything that's really important to me. I think the main thing is just not to let your mental health issues or trick or whatever else limit you or to think that you're alone in them. I mean, I think through all of this, that's kind of been a big theme, whether it's in talking about it online or like everything else. It's really just about overcoming the stigma and the barriers that we feel like surround it like everything from talking about it like when we were talking about talking about it in writing and how much less alone it makes you feel to have people to relate to or when I was scared to share it with people and share it online or whatever like it's just all these experiences that I just hope that anyone with Trick who is listening to this will give themselves the chance to have all of those experiences that other people get to have too and not limit yourself because you have Trick. Thank you.